From Muhlenberg College, this is 2400 Chew. I'm Tammy Katzoff, and in each episode of this podcast, I talk to one Muhlenberg graduate about their current work and the industry in which that work is done. For this episode, I spoke with Emily Glassberg, class of 2004, who is a key accounts manager slash entomologist at Clark, a global provider of mosquito control products and services headquartered in St. Charles, Illinois. After earning a master's degree in entomology at University of Illinois, Emily's intended career path in academia diverted toward her current job. I sat down with Emily at her Chicago area home, and as I do with all of these interviews, I began the conversation by asking how and when she became interested in her occupation. When I was a freshman at Muhlenberg, I kind of started the summer right out of freshman year doing research in Dr. Niesenbaum's lab. And every single summer, that was my summer job. I was doing research projects on plants and bugs. And I loved it. And I wanted to have my own lab and run my own experiments and study and learn new things every day about nature. And eventually save the environment. Uh-huh. That's important. <laughs> and so I went on to grad school with that sort of passion and goal in mind. And then once I got towards the end of my master's degree, I'd been doing that for about doing research essentially for seven years. And I just felt like I was kind of missing out on something that oh. I wanted to maybe connect a little bit more on like a day-to-day basis with people um, and not really maybe not necessarily like be in a lab and academic environment so combined with the fact that I had met someone and sort of had these other personal <laughs> timeline things sure going on you had a life brain. going on yeah 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 so anyway so it was very very scary because for like seven years I sort of was on this path and all of a sudden the path changed. Mm. And I knew that staying in a PhD program, which is what I had planned on doing, was not going to be what made me feel happy and fulfilled in that moment. Mm -hmm. So I didn't feel right continuing that. But on the other hand, I really didn't know what I was supposed to do or what my skills would enable me to do. Right. So then the funny thing is, is I actually went to the Career Center at U of I and um, I kind of, you know, brought these concerns to her. Sure. You know, they asked like, what, what do you think you're interested in doing? And I'm like, I studied bugs. I really don't know other than teaching people about insects what I can do. And after talking with the career counselor there for a while, I realized that I did have all these skills, namely like selling skills, because when you're writing grants and talking about your projects, you're really just selling ideas to other people in academics or people that are going to give you money to do your research. So I just started applying everywhere. Like I went to all the career fairs they had there and just applied to all sorts of companies. I had interviews to be like a project manager, to study crops in the middle of farm field to (laughs) studying like water health, like all different things. And then in the end, the the job that I really ended up liking and being intrigued by the most was a sales position for a pest management company in Chicago. And they liked me because, you know, I had the background in entomology and knew about what I was going to be selling. And I liked them because they were on this whole environmentally friendly sort of path. Right that they were on that was in line with a lot of my personal goals and passions. And so I worked with them and we put together a lot of green programs for 
different places here. Uh, let's talk about your just what you're doing at Clark day to day. What 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 is your? Do you have a typical day first of all at Clark? And and what what is it like if you do? What do you what do you, you know? You get there and you start off doing what? What I do on a day to day basis really depends on if it's winter or summer. In general, I'm an accounts manager. My job is to get in front of our clients as much as possible and talk to them and make sure that all of their needs are met. So typically my day starts as probably most people's do with like emails, emails, emails. And then I'll go out and see people. I might have two or three appointments a day. I do have a pretty large territory. So I don't necessarily need to be in the office every day. It's more of like a work from wherever. I find myself working a lot out of random cafes in between appointments. So I like it because it's flexible. I don't have to be in an office every day and every day is kind of different. Today, for example, I was in three different places, the film crew in the morning and then in the afternoon I was at a water treatment plant. Now I'm back here. Yeah. Wow. You. So every day is kind of different, but fun. <laughs> so tell me about what you were doing at the water treatment plant. We do the services there. Um, we do monitoring for West Nile virus. So I was talking to our contacts there. It's one of the largest water treatment plants in the country, maybe even the world. Wow. Um, so it's not like, I mean, it's a pretty big place. And so it's a problem if they've got mosquitoes there that are carrying disease. So we do surveillance and we make sure that if there are disease carrying mosquitoes, we take appropriate action. And then I was talking to them today about some of our products that we use that also control other things like midges and how we might be able to help them with some some of those concerns that they have there and at, at some other locations. So kind of like a, hi, how are you doing? Touching base and also like a if you want to buy more stuff, you can. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> it seems like a kind of a unique type of job that you can combine your background in the sciences in a very specific science with getting the products out there. So obviously you have to know how to push them out there. Why is it important to have someone doing what you do? What we do is really important because it makes the communities that we live in more livable and safe and comfortable. Mm -hmm. And comfortable in the sense that Yes, when mosquitoes are bad, they're annoying, and you can't go outside and enjoy yourself, and that really stinks. But, but more importantly, comfortable and safe, because you really want to try to limit your exposure, and as a parent, your kid's exposure to things that might harm them. And you'd hate to think that allowing them to be outside might potentially pose different risks to them. So I feel like what we do on a very, very local scale helps people be able to be outside in a safer way. What I always thought was my mission was this saving the earth, yeah. doing something better to help the earth. And so Clark as a company has taken a lot of measures to be extremely sustainable, extremely green. For example, we just in the last year opened up one of our operations buildings and it actually produces more energy than it uses. So it's having like a positive effect on the grid. So it's not just like we're, you know, using less energy, we're giving energy back. Wow. And that's just like one small example of a lot of big things that we do as a company. So one of the things that we do as well is we have a, a project that gives bed nets to people in Africa to help reduce exposure mm. to people in areas where things like um, malaria or lymphatic filariasis, I can never say that word right, even though it's what I do for a living. Um, <laughs> It's a mouthful. Yeah, just mosquito-borne illnesses in general where they where they can really 
wipe out a lot of people in, mm. in a city or town. It really helps protect them. What makes what I do important is that I feel like I'm helping people <laughs> be more safe and also using products and providing the service in a way that's really sustainable and is going to do the least amount of harm to the environment at mm -hmm. the same time. And that's a pretty big deal for a company to do when they're one of the bigger companies in the industry and don't necessarily have to do it, but the company and the people in the company want to do it that way. For all the non-entomologists out there who might be listening, what is something surprising that you think people don't necessarily know about mosquitoes that you know because you are an expert? Well, mosquitoes spend the first three to 10 days of their life in the water. So most people think about mosquito control is spraying. And actually most programs for mosquito control aren't just spraying. Spraying is done sort of as, as like a last resort. The best way to control them is when they're in that aquatic state in the water and you don't have to spray anything and what you're doing is very target specific. That's one. The second one is only the females bite. They need the blood meal in order to produce eggs. <laughs> so males don't bite. What do they do? They eat nectar and make babies with the females. Wow. That's wow. Had no idea. And when they are larvae, they need to be in standing water because they breathe out of a tube that comes out of their butt. Oh my gosh. You're welcome. <laughs> That's priceless. Yeah. Okay. Well, th thank you for those. Um, I definitely have learned something so far. What do you like most about your job and what do you not like so much about your job? What I like is that it's different, not every day, but... It's different based on like, I might see different people every day and I might deal with different kinds of questions on a day-to-day -day basis. Sometimes we deal with residents who are concerned about different issues. Sometimes we deal with, like I said, more private clients. And then other times we might be doing presentations in front of board members. So you kind of get exposed to all different situations. And some people don't like that, but I really do. The other thing that I like is that, again, just that it's really in line with my with my values and then I feel like I'm using my degree, but at the same time getting a little bit more of a social component mm -hmm. to it than maybe I originally thought I would have. Sure. I like feeling like I'm helping people and um, what don't I like about it? Yeah, it's just some um, of the things that you're, you're not super excited about. Expense reports. Ah, okay, <laughs> uh, I get that. Yeah, no. Um, in the summer, it can get crazy sometimes. Like our job is very seasonal, like I mentioned. So mm -hmm. sometimes it can get a little bit intense, fast, based on what the weather is doing and things like that. But I wouldn't say that I don't like it because of that. I would just say usually I'm a little bit less friendly on those days. Okay, okay, sure. Yeah. All right. So given that Clark has been around for quite a number of years and it probably wants, they want to be around for a, a lot longer, um, what are some of the things that the company and, and also you um, need to do to keep competitive, to keep on top of things? I think part of it is kind of what we're already doing, but continuing to do that, which is to stay relevant and to keep talking to our customers to make sure that the things that they want or that we can foresee the need for are being met and produced. I know right now, like social media and things like that are are huge and I think it's a struggle for companies, especially companies that have been around for a long time to kind of 
get a grasp on that because so many people want that type of marketing and communication. So we've already started to take different steps um, to be able to you know, do things via Facebook and Twitter and online customer portals and things like that. So, but I think the big thing is just being adaptable. And that's one of the things that, that we do best, you know, like the work that we do on a day-to-day basis, what I do is I don't really foresee it as being like emergency work, but in other states, or for example, a few years ago when Zika hit, that's emergency work Mm. and being adaptable um, and being able to shift our plans and make programs work and get them implemented and bring a lot of people on board and get the job done effectively is kind of what it's all about in the end. So Sure. When you were at Muhlenberg, could you ever have imagined that there would be this job that combined so many of your like interests and values? No, I didn't even know that this job existed. <laughs> and and even just like the thought of doing like a sales position in general just seemed like something so businessy. Now it seems obvious because I'm doing it and because when I'm doing my job it it makes it a lot easier. I think it makes me more credible too to our for our clients to use as a resource. Like if they say to their resident, talk to her, she's an entomologist and I can explain things a little bit differently sure. than someone else. But no, I, I mean, I really had no idea at all. I thought that I would be like 100% in the rainforest doing research and writing papers and maybe teaching a couple classes. So when I was at Muhlenberg, all of my research was in Dr. Niesenbaum's lab and it was plant insect interactions. So while I was there, I really, I actually wanted to do botany, but my research led me to having to raise all these bugs to eat the plants. I fell in love with the bugs and I realized that there's so many cool things about insects that nobody knows. And I wanted to know those things and I wanted to share them with people. So that's what I went to grad school for, Okay, but to study insects and plants. Sure. And you chose a specific school. Yeah. So grad school is kind of like a combination of applying to college and speed dating. You like (laughs) want to get a program that you really like, but hopefully an advisor that you also feel really comfortable with that's going to allow you to do the things and motivate you to do the things that you're really passionate about. And so there was a couple of programs that I liked a lot and I would have loved to get into any of them. And so U of I really, for me, seemed great. They just had so many, like the the programs were great. The professors were amazing, really liked the school a lot. So it was kind of like an obvious choice when I got in there. That's where where I wanted to be. And you stuck around. I did. How much, if any, of your job is is research? Research in the sense that like I'm in the lab testing things, zero. Mm-hmm. We do have a mosquito colony though. So when I really want to nerd out, I can go there and be one with my insect companions. <laughs> but um, <laughs> in terms of my research now, it's more like just kind of reading different papers and articles about disease trends sure. or uh, mosquito trends. Our company, for example, works a lot with the different um, health departments and, and things like that. So we have different seminars and meetings throughout the year just to make sure that everybody's data is all synced up and that we kind of know what's going on regionally. And then, as I mentioned before, we we do different kinds of surveillance. So in that sense, like looking at population numbers and disease numbers, that in the summer is something along with checking my emails every morning mm. that I do every day so that I can tell our clients if population levels are high or if um, any viruses have been detected in their sure. cities or towns. So you always have to be up on the data. Right, but I'm not necessarily 
Making the data. Managing the data. Right. Yeah. Managing. Good. Better word. What do you foresee the the next few years being like? I mean, what, what other changes, if any, do you see happening, whether it's at Clark or just in the industry in general? I do think that there is like a, a significant demand for more eco-friendly products and services, not just in the mosquito or pest control industry, but pretty much across the board. It's just something that that I've noticed, and I think a lot of people have too. So I think that the more that we can do as a company to meet and exceed those expectations from our customers and also from ourselves, the better we'll be able to serve them. Other trends are kind of related to the social media in terms of like rapidness. I don't know if that's the right word to use, but like the ability to respond very, very quickly to whatever, because people are used to getting messages or information like essentially Mm -hmm. immediately. Mm -hmm. So I think that being able to find ways to communicate and respond very quickly in Mm -hmm. various manners, like social media or things like that would and I imagine that factored into when, when Zika was happening. I mean, how quickly information got around was so important. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Especially because you Google something and what's coming up isn't necessarily the right thing. Or here mm. even people thought that they were going to get it um, because they were reading materials intended for like Florida. And things are different in Florida than in Illinois. Sure. So... Anyway, the point is, is just that like you want you want to get the right information out to people quickly. This episode of 2400 Chew was produced by me, Tammy Katzoff, Associate Director of the Muhlenberg College Career Center. It was recorded on location by Paul Kremposky and engineered by Morgan Wolper at the studios of WMUH Allentown, Pennsylvania. Our opening and closing music from Cowboy Bebop is performed by the Muhlenberg College Jazz Big Band.